0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
1: Hey, what's up? I'm former Bills
2: receiver Stevie Johnson and you listening to Nate and the fellas on the Circle in the Wagon podcast. It's only one way to roll. That's the Buffalo Rumblings podcast network. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Go Bills, baby.
0: right here, right now. Hey, hey, let's go,
3: Hey, hey, let's go, The Bills make me wanna.
2: Welcome to the Circling the Wagons Podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion. Most times, here's your host and lifelong Bills fan,
1: Nate. Hey, Bills fans, welcome to another episode of Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I'm your host, Nate. Thank you guys so much. For listening to us during this offseason in the second week of free agency, we have a tremendous episode where we're going to go over, uh, the. we're going to recap all of the moves that have happened this past week for the Buffalo Bills, either players that they've signed or players that they've lost to free agency. Maybe they did want to lose, lose them, maybe they did. Uh, we're going to talk about all those moves. We're going to update our big needs list going into the draft, which we're going to continue to update going into the draft because it's kind of going to determine how we... Look at draft prospects for the Buffalo Bills from our standpoint, from the Buffalo Bills standpoint, uh, needs and uh, yeah, it's it's an exciting time. Uh, but first, this episode is brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. If you're in the Western New York or Central New York area, head on down the thruway, get off at Exit 41 in Waterloo, New York. Check out the Delago Resort and Casino, where every moment is a winning moment. I'm joined by my co-hosts John and Mike. And, uh, and, fellas, this is uh, this is an exciting part of the season. Um, it's not as exciting as last season. We didn't re-sign Jordan Poyer. We didn't get uh, potentially starting left guard or anything like that, but we added some depth. So, John, I'll start with you. How are you doing? Doing good. Looking
3: forward to the Super Bowl next year.
1: Can't wait. Mike, what about you? What do you mean this year, right? Well, technically it will be 2024. You mean this season? Yeah. Yes. The Super Bowl
2: 2024. slash. Next year, mm, I see. It,
1: and, year. And, and the season after that. So, yeah, so Mike's so the good. Too.
2: Mike's <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, it does. Excited even matter. for this good dynasty point. run. So, I'm good to go- be. I'm glad
2: to be back. <laughs> I make my <laughs> triumphant return from vacation.
1: Yeah, good. Good to have you back. It's always good to get a little vacation in. Um, and uh, always good to come back and talk Buffalo Bills, even though it's not the height of the offseason, um, but there's still a lot of stuff to discuss, some fun things to discuss. Uh, and let's go right into it. So last time we talked, uh, we went through the first week of free agency. We mentioned all the moves that were made, like Connor McGovern, Bills left tackle, the Bills re-signing Dean Jackson, and uh, we kind of left off on the Bills releasing wide receiver Isaiah McKenzie. And... Uh, So from there, the Bills signed wide receiver Trent Shurfield to a one-year contract. The wide receiver from Miami Dolphins came in. Um, This is an interesting move. It kind of reminds me a little bit of the Deontay Hardy er, uh, signing, except because they both add special teams' needs to the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Deontay Hardy is more of a punt returner, kick returner. And wide receiver And Trent Shurfield's Kind of like a gunner And also a wide receiver They're both fast though Deontay Hardy Is only like five foot six. Trent Shurfield On the other hand Is six foot one. He's a much bigger guy uh, He can play inside and out It's just adding More depth At the wide receiver position But also adding uh, More speed And potentially An upgrade over Why am I blanking On his name Touchdown Jesus John help me out here From the Packers Tomorrow He's here for two seasons <laughs> Yes, thank you. Jay Cumro. Thank you. So so we have another wide receiver on the where's roster. Co-
2: where's coo go? Jets? I think he's still a free
1: agent. <laughs> Nowhere yet. He has not signed anywhere. I think he's still a free agent, yeah. There's still a lot of free agents out there. I'm Isn't gonna mention the, uh, Aaron Rodgers boy. He is. haven't the Jets already re signed like a couple of players from the Jets. Alan Lazard and I think there was another player as well, I can't remember from the Packers, but do you guys want to talk about that real quick, Aaron Rodgers, before we get into it cuz none of these moves are super huge or or really really earth-shaking. We didn't talk about Aaron Rodgers last week because we thought by now there'd be a decision made. Like, do you think this is inevitable that Aaron Rodgers ends up going to the Jets or could this be one big like jerk around where they don't end up getting him? And it's just kind of they've already, you know, pushed all their chips to the middle. They haven't gotten another quarterback where they can, you know, rely on to be a starter. John, I'll start with you. I know we talked about that a little bit off the air after the podcast, but, I mean, he's he's got a sign there, right? He's got to be yeah, traded Yeah, I mean, there. there's that
3: whole thing about, like, with the contract and, like, if it's after the first week of the season or something, like, would be to the Packers' benefit. But that seems like that's a long time from now. <laughs> I mean... It'd be a very just thing to happen for him not to end up being traded, and then Rodgers could just turn around and just retire, and then the packer the, the Packers don't get him either. So, like, I don't know.
1: Oh, that would be amazing! That'd be the best thing ever. The Jets give up so many draft picks just to get him, and then he doesn't end up playing for them more than a game or two. But at least the Packers have a the Packers have so a backup yeah. plan
3: at least, right? Like, yeah, it's scares- Love, like, it scares Like, he's a first round pick, right? So. The the Jets don't have anything right now. Yeah. Yeah,
1: they have nothing. Unless you count Zach Wilson, right? So, yeesh. Which is crazy, because as a Bills fan, when I look at that move, I'm kind of... I'm not worried, but, you know, you kind of think about it. Like, Aaron Rodgers is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. So if you put him on a team like that that was really just missing a really good quarterback like that, they had a good run game, a good defense, you know, I mean... Imagine fitting out like, you know, the Baltimore Ravens of two thousand. Great defense. I, I mean their defense isn't as good as that defense, obviously. Hall of Fame worthy, but you know, you add Aaron Rodgers to that team, even thirty nine year old Aaron there's, Rodgers. There's a lot of
3: similarities to when Brett Favre went to the Jets. Um but I mean and the Jets went nine and seven that year, but I mean it was still third
2: in the division. So I mean it it can only help so much, I guess. That's true. I think it's a foregone conclusion. Woody Johnson wants his Johnson Woody. <laughs> and Aaron Rodgers can make it happen.
1: It's another similarity between Farv and Rodgers. <laughs> Speaking of Woody. <laughs> uh, oh, we missed you, Mike. <laughs> we missed you the last few. <laughs> Never more evident. Uh the question is, how much does it really affect the Buffalo Bills and whatnot? I mean, the Bills still have their secondary intact. Um, they just don't necessarily give Von Miller for a few few months <laughs> into the season or until the post-season. It gives I think
2: it gives me pa- – like, Rodgers won two of the last three MVPs. Like, surround him with talent, and those games are much more difficult in my mind.
1: I mean, the Jets don't have a great offensive line. I think that's just – their hang-up, but otherwise, they're a pretty solid team. They seem to be solidly coached. Um, you know, I mentioned their defense obviously being really good. Um, they're getting weapons now. Uh, it's going to be interesting. I'm going to keep my eye on it. More so, I I don't know if it ends up making... I mean, it's so funny that the Jets and the Dolphins are making such big moves. The Dolphins getting Jalen Ramsey just a couple of weeks ago. You know, the Jets going all in. And obviously, the, you know... The, the Dolphins getting Bradley Chubb in the actual season. They're restructuring, moving around a lot of contract and and money just to get Jalen Ramsey on their team. But they're pushing all their chips to the middle, like that. You know they're going to be able to make a run for it this season. And now you have the Jets doing the same thing. Like this crap never happened as a as a Bills fan. Like when Tom Brady was. Was uh was quarterback and that dynasty was going on for the Patriots. I feel like no team ever made a, a push this hard for their entire roster, you know, like to get a, a one of the best quarterbacks in NFL history or at least a Hall of Famer at that. And uh, I mean, they tried for Brett Favre, but it was kind of like a half assed attempt. Like they weren't, the Jets weren't really seemingly like going all in with him. But uh, yeah, yeah, it makes him a legitimate contender, which. You know, but then again, for the it didn't really matter to the to the Chiefs in the AFC West, so maybe it won't matter for the Buffalo Bills in the AFC East. All right, so the other big move that I thought was really interesting was the Buffalo Bills signed running back Damian Harris from the New England Patriots to a one-year deal. Um very team friendly deal. Uh it's kind of like this was the running back that they never really had since Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott have taken over. Just like a bruising back between the tackles. Uh, a guy that can make some moves. Um, he doesn't have nearly as many fumble, uh, to his name that, uh, Devin Singletary did. Not that we didn't like Devin Singletary, but, um, he definitely had ball issues. I think it was in the last four seasons, Devin Singletary had 12 fumbles and Damian Harris had, you know, three with almost the same amount of touches in that time frame. So you lose a little bit of receiving talent, but, um, you gain a lot more, you know, between the tackles running. So, um, I'm kind of excited about that. This, if For those that don't remember, Damian Harris was the one that broke off that huge run against the Buffalo Bills um, when New England played the win game just a couple of seasons ago, where I think the score was like 17-10 to 10 or something like that. It was just like a run game back and forth where Mac Jones only threw two passes. Damian Harris was the one that ended up breaking the big run to uh, that ended up being the score that, that won the game for the Patriots that day. Former Bills running back Devin Singletary, speaking of him, signs a one year deal with the uh Houston Texans. Same day. Former Bills safety Jaquan Johnson signs with the Vegas Raiders. Uh, you know, he was a former uh the backup, the official backup of the Circling the Wagons podcast until this last season, where he took a big step back and uh and Micah Hyde went down and he just really didn't show up. Damar Hamlin took his job and opportunity from him. Um but then, you know, I, I stand by him having some potential. I saw a lot of Bills throwing him under the bus, and he did not have a great season last year, but he did show promise his first three seasons, and the Bills did fire their safeties coach, so I'm just going to put that out there. Maybe it wasn't all Jaquan Johnson. (laughs) Anyway, Buffalo Bills re-signed offensive tackle David Questenberry. Just more depth here. Nothing crazy, nothing really to look into. Just another swing tackle uh, position. Uh, More depth there. Buffalo Bills... uh, did end up signing guard David Edwards to a one year contract from the Rams. I think that's more or less a, another depth signing along the guard position. Um, more versatility there guard, right guard, left guard, center. Um, this is a guy that's going to compete with Ike Butker and new, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Ike Butker and uh, who is it, Greg Mans. For the interior offensive line backup depth role, so um, again, just more depth. We'll see. He has experience with Aaron Cromer in the Rams, so that could have been the reason why he was uh, he was poached from. Yeah, I,
3: I like that signing a lot. Uh, actually, I, I think in the newest, he, he started. Yeah, he started a lot of games for the Rams. The David like, Edwards signing. Um, he had um, injury this last year um, that limited him, but I think uh, if he's healthy, I think he could he could. Uh, definitely fill in or even start
1: yeah i like i like brandon bean's approach to the interior offensive line this past season it feels like it's much more concerted effort to get better whereas normally he just picks up the scraps from like the jets or the dolphins like to your point i mean he's only 26 years old edwards um he's six foot six 308 pounds i mean that's huge for a guard but then again you know the, the bill center is i believe i think morris is six foot six as well or six foot five he's huge started 45 games Uh, including the 2021 Super Bowl victory. Yeah, yeah, John, good call there. I am a fan of that one as well. And then there's just been some um, rumors that the Bills could be uh, that they are hosting defensive end Calais Campbell on a free agent visit. Calais Campbell is a free agent, and he is, what is he, 36 years old. Fifteen years in the NFL, first team All-Pro honors in 2019, second team All-Pro honors in 2014, 2016, six Pro Bowl selections. I mean, he's six foot eight, three hundred pounds. I mean, the Bills could use some some beef up front. I like the veteran presence. I like the one year deal. Maybe a vet minimum. I don't know. They're looking for. So we're going to go into needs after this, but uh, you know, a signing like this might move that defensive tackle need down a little bit because there's some veteran-proven talent on the roster. Maybe they don't need to take you know a day-two or high day-three pick at defensive tackle, so I like that move. Bill's clearly interested in DeAndre Hopkins by a lot of different reports. Uh, I don't like... If you're talking salary aside, because you know if the Bills really want to, they'll find a way to make it work, even if it means kicking the can down the road and ending up really killing their cap space in 2024 or five or whatever. Like, what do you guys think about the prospect of getting DeAndre Hopkins on this team? Because it's such a, I feel like, you know, this was brought up like four or five days ago. I thought there would be an answer that he would either be moving, you know, first they were looking for a first round pick, then they're thinking maybe a second round pick, maybe a second and third round pick, something similar to what the, the uh, 49ers Gave to the Panthers to get Christian McCaffrey, except Christian McCaffrey is much younger, and you know I don't know. You add a 31 year old DeAndre Hopkins, you know potentially one of the best wide receivers when he's playing well in the NFL, and you put him on a team that also has Stephon Diggs. I mean, when you guys hear about that, I mean, we were talking about Woody Johnsons earlier. I that was I was feeling a Woody Johnson when I when you think about that lineup with, you know. Stefan Diggs, DeAndre Hopkins, and just Gabriel Davis is your third wide receiver or whatever, and your slot wide receiver could be Khalil Shakir or Deontay Hardy or Trent Shurfield or a draft pick or whatever. Like how, how great does that sound? Even if it's for a one year rental and you end up having to cut him after this season. Like, doesn't that feel like they're going all in if they do that? John, I'll start with yeah, you.
3: Yeah, I'm super excited about the prospect of getting Hopkins on the team. They Josh Allen needs more weapons, period. And it, Um, he's established And, like, just immediately plug him in Um, and wide receiver Like, is, I think it's their biggest Need anyhow, so, um They had to figure out The, you know, the contract and details And they have to rework that and everything else But, um, as far as what I'd give up for him, like, I've I've been seeing Stuff across the board, like was One place was saying a fifth and a sixth Maybe, um I mean, I'd probably go as high As a second, um you could spend dead on a receiver anyway, probably. 50-50 hit on a receiver in the draft. At least you know this guy's good, right?
1: I mean, it's less than 50-50 if you think you're going to draft a guy and he's going to be as good as DeAndre Hopkins, right? Like, it's almost unlikely at any stage in the draft. I mean, how many receivers in the league are better than DeAndre Hopkins? Like, 10 maybe? Like, so it's so unlikely, right? So many receivers go in the draft. I love what you said, John. Mike, you feel, you've probably feel the same way. Love it.
2: I love it. I feel the and, same.
1: And I mean, we can finally put. Sometimes I think, when I try to think how much I would love the move, is if I think of the standpoint of another team in the AFC. Like, if you give Patrick Mahomes DeAndre Hopkins, how does that make you feel as a Bills fan? You're like, ugh, like that sucks. Like, whereas if the Bills had signed Bobby Wagner. Or, like, the Chiefs, like, let's say the Chiefs signed Bobby Wagner, which was a player that we were all looking at potentially for the middle linebacker spot. If the Chiefs sign him, you're just like, okay, well, they got a good middle linebacker. Like, that doesn't move the needle as far as, like, oh, man, like, they're going to be unstoppable. The Bills get DeAndre Hopkins, and all of a sudden, every team in the AFC is thinking, oh, dear God, like, what are you doing? Like, how are we supposed to beat that team? You know, like, they they could potentially get a better— they could. Have, have a better offensive line this season, and you get them another Stefan Diggs-like player. Like, who doesn't? Who doesn't worry about that if you're within the division or you're within the AFC, or you might have to play the Bills in the Super Bowl? Like, that's that's foreboding. I think about that every time when the Bills have to play the Bengals, and they have Tyler Boyd, and they have Jamar Chase, and they have you know T. Higgins, and then they have like a at the time they had a good tight end. Like, you know, that's that's foreboding to play against. It's like man. So, if like you said, John, with the reports being anywhere from a fifth and a sixth to a second, like I would absolutely give a give away a second round pick to have a chance to really make a one year run on this and uh and even if it means that you have like you know five ten million dollars of dead cap next season, it's like you know that's the cost of going all in and doing that and uh and I'd be okay with that. I think it would really put put it in the forefront that the bills are for real and trying to take a swing at it so so john now that we're going into you said wide receiver is your biggest need right now obviously the bills get deandre hopkins that's got to knock it down to like five or six right like that's not that doesn't just knock it down one peg you you the bills pick a quarterback in the first or second round you're kind of like what or i'm sorry wide receiver so we're going to go over our biggest needs john and uh, John and I are going to list some of them, and Mike's kind of going to be the deciding factor because I don't think Mike and I, or I'm sorry, John and I are going to agree on everything. So this will kind of give us our big board going into the draft. So when we talk about the best uh, draft prospects available at a certain position, whether it's you know linebacker, wide receiver, defensive end, or whatever, like we we have a playbook to go off of, you know. So John, your biggest need right now is wide correct. receiver, correct? When when you think about wide receiver do you think of a deandre hopkins type wide receiver like a big boundary wide receiver that can make contested catches like when you in your mind vision wide receiver could it be that is it a slot receiver is it anything like you just want talent i don't care where it is i don't care where they go just give him another weapon to throw to the best possible weapon i don't care where they line up
3: yeah but bottom line i i think just Get the most talent that you can get. Um, I it, my preference would be to have that outside guy who can, um, like you said, make contested catches. I, I feel like they have a lot of slot, or at least a couple of guys that can play slot already. Um, I, I really like Shakir a lot, um, and then obviously they brought in Hardy, and so like I, I think it would be good to have um, the outside guy. But like bottom line, like he needs he needs more more guys to throw to. Period. So.
1: I like that one. I think I think that the wide receiver is going to be big, especially with Gabe Davis potentially leaving next year. So that leaves a whole, a huge void on the other side of Stefan Diggs. And you think about it, like they don't really have anyone to go there right now. Maybe Trent Shurfield. I know that Deontay Hardy lined up on the outside. Do you really want a five foot six guy on the outside? Not necessarily all the time. Um, Khalil Shakir played a little outside in college too as well. But if Gabriel Davis goes down or Stefan Diggs goes down. You really don't have anyone. So I from my standpoint, I think I agree with you. More boundary than slot, more bigger. I mean, and it doesn't have to be a guy that's, you know, six foot three or whatever. He can be like, you know, five ten, five, eleven, six foot or whatever. Just a guy that can create separation and get away. So I do like wide receiver. I will, however, say that I thought the Bills would make a move at middle linebacker. The Bills let Tremaine Edmonds go. They have a huge hole there. They haven't signed any veterans. All they've done is, you know, they have Tyrell Bernard, who will be a second-year player. He's undersized for uh, that middle linebacker position, or I think the size that the Bills covet, like Tremaine Edmonds had, or at least something similar to that. Tyrell Dodson is back, but he could never really crack the lineup, and he didn't really impress when he was in there. He wasn't terrible, but he wasn't great. They could definitely improve in that. I'm going to put middle linebacker at the top of my list only because they don't really have a guy there. Like they've spent money and resources to get wide receivers at least to somewhat address that need. Because before free agency in the draft, like you and I both agree wide receiver is one of the biggest needs. I don't think they're I think that the first round comes around tomorrow, they're not gonna take a wide receiver whatsoever. But that I'm not doing what they think, I'm doing what I think. I would take one, but I still think middle linebacker is a bigger need because they just don't have one. And if middle linebacker wasn't as important on the defense, the guy that's the quarterback of the defense, the guy that's making the calls to the front, the front four, the back seven, like if it wasn't for that position being so important to the Buffalo Bills and them having nothing, I would probably agree with you and say wide receiver. But for now, I'm going to say middle linebacker. So, Mike, you've heard two arguments. You've heard one from John for wide receiver which was if you had can, best can for I, the argument, I, and then you have mine. I have a, like a, 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 strikingly a similar a to, to probably
3: what you just <laughs> um, A rebuttal, one, absolutely. One thing I want to mention is, oh, well, actually, Shoot. to your point about the draft, I, I have no doubt that they're taking a linebacker in the first round, <laughs> what we think aside. Um, but it's incredibly hard to have uh, an amazing offense and amazing defense at the same time in the NFL. And the Bills have been trying to do that. But it's you, you can see that the, the offense has been sacrificed, especially if you look at the draft history. The Bills haven't—their first—aside from Josh Allen, every first pick that they've had in every draft has been defense going all the way back until you hit Sammy Watkins. So it's been a while. I think, since they have Josh Allen, they need to maybe start to sacrifice a little bit more on the defense instead. And surround him with the talent. If you can, if you outscore everybody and every drive, you, you score every drive, then who, who cares if you have an average defense, right? Yeah. I actually do like that
1: point a lot (laughs) against, it it goes against what my middle linebacker play, but you're right. It doesn't matter. And they keep on trying to, you know, cover up these holes. Eventually, something's got to give to your point, John. So I would rather it be the defense as opposed to the offense. If they could get, like I just mentioned DeAndre Hopkins, the Bills getting DeAndre Hopkins, like that, that worries every team like they draft a middle linebacker in the first round like who gives a crap in the afc like no one cares but if you give the bills like some wide receiver that falls down maybe it's Zay flowers or something like that people are like oh crap like you just gave josh allen one of the best wide receivers in the draft so i do like that pick i still think middle linebacker is a bigger need in general for the position that but um I mean, I w- as a Bills fan, I would freaking love if they took a wide receiver in the first round still, knowing what we know. But, Mike, I feel like the decision might already be made now, but what do you think? Middle linebacker, wide receiver, which one do you put higher for the Buffalo Bills? It's a bigger need.
2: John saved himself with an excellent rebuttal.
1: So we have wide receiver,
2: number one. Butt! <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a but Butt! <laughs> You agree with him, man. You got to stick to your guns. Jeez.
1: Yeah, I like John so much. It's hard for me to like argue with him, you know. But yeah. like, I, and I agree with him to the point. I just think it's a. I still do think it's a bigger need. Like, don't get me wrong. I think it's a you're bigger such need. a
2: pushover, man.
1: I am. I am. You got to work on that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you're so right. I just, <laughs> I'm the biggest pushover ever. God, you're so right. What else do I do wrong?
2: John definitely convinced me with his. His rebuttal, second-final
1: push. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. You, you did bring up some good points about them always trying to hit on the defense with first-round picks. I think last episode, John, you mentioned that the Bills haven't spent a first-round pick, a legit first-round pick, on offense since Sammy Watkins in yeah, 2014, Allen was right?
3: the only other one.
1: Allen is the only other one, yeah. And see how many times they've missed on defense since then. I mean, I'd say that they've missed more than hit on the defense, so... If you're going to take a chance on something, you know, wide receiver. Okay, wide receiver. John, second need. Do you have middle linebacker or do you have something have else linebacker. for the Buffalo Bills?
3: Yeah, I, I uh, like a week or two oh, ago do? Okay. probably would have been offensive okay. line. But um, between McGovern and, and Edwards, um, I, I think that bumps linebacker up as more of a need for me. Because even, even like not just middle linebacker, but like Milano goes down. There's nobody. <laughs> it's the same thing, right? I mean I, I do like Dotson yeah. and and you know, they have Bernard, but like they're it's pretty it's pretty slim at
1: linebacker right now. Yeah, the depth is very unproven, it's very slim. There's not a lot of size. Uh yeah. Yeah, everything that you just mentioned and I just mentioned, um I like that one. I was gonna go wide receiver uh, next. So I think we're at, so wide receiver, linebacker next. There's not really a discussion because we kind of had them. And I actually, so when we first started this a few weeks ago, we had offensive line, specifically like guard, center, interior line. But since then, they've, like you mentioned, they signed three different guys. And so now we're talking about all of a sudden, like having depth for once at this position, which we've asked for for so many times. I don't see them drafting a guy this early. What I hate it? Absolutely not. If they drafted a guard in the first round instead of a middle linebacker, I might be like, okay, that's interesting, but I wouldn't hate it whatsoever. Cause John, like you said, like let, let it battle out. If this rookie is better than all the guys you've signed or maybe better than a, an established starter like Ryan Bates, it's only going to help Josh Yellen throw to his weapons. Like you're only helping him to your point. So I, I don't have that as my second need. I have, you know, wide receiver. So right now, our teammate, team needs are wide receiver linebacker the next team need john i'm I'm, i imagine you're moving you're moving offensive linemen down so it's not your third need correct no i i I still
3: have it at at three i didn't move it that far down um there's i have concerns with you know mitch morse's history with his concussions um if we lose him he's our best offensive lineman um so we, we should really have something in place for that and I think overall the, the offensive line was really subpar last year. And like a lot of times Allen is just immediately, you know, got to start running. Right. Um, so I, I think they still need to continue to upgrade that. Um, I don't, you know, I know we've talked about, you know, Bates moving over to the other side and Spencer Brown and this and that, but like, we don't know if like those guys are going to be consistent
1: so when you think offensive lineman, are you thinking like you said Mitch Morris who mentioned the interior offensive line? Are you thinking maybe even a potential upgrade at right tackle over Spencer Brown because he was he wasn't great last season at all. Like you could potentially get a guy like I mean if you draft a guy in the 3rd round or later, you're probably getting like another another um guy that has tools that you have to groom just like Spencer Brown. So it's like what's the point? But if you did take one in the 1st round, that could compete with him all of a sudden you're talking about left tackle dion dawkins center mitch morris you have connor mcgovern ryan bates on both sides of mitch morris and then you have depth with you know uh edwards that just got signed ike butker's coming back from a serious injury uh so he's healthy now like maybe spencer brown becomes your swing tackle and this new tackle comes i i like that one a lot john so if you're thinking offensive tackle or right tackle, all of a sudden like I might move down the guard, but I move up the right tackle. So that's where I focus. Now would I love a guy that could play right tackle and guard? Maybe? Yeah, that's that's why I, that would I be kinda amazing. just
3: said I just have offensive of line amazing. written down. Um I didn't really break it out between, you know, tackle, guard, and center and all that. But uh, maybe it was maybe that's cheating.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> so so I like that one. What I will say though is Uh, I did not have offensive line as my third need. I have defensive tackle. So, Mike, you're going to have to come in again. John says offensive line. I say defensive tackle. And the reason why I say defensive tackle is, you know, with the drama of Ed Oliver over Twitter of being like, I want to be paid more. Or like, you know, goodbye. Like, see, it's just this drama of him apparently getting maybe contract offers from the Buffalo Bills that aren't what he thinks he should be paid. Like he, he must think he's a top five defensive tackle. I don't even see him as. geez. I mean, I, I, we just talked about Tremaine Edmonds being paid as a top five linebacker. Like I would never pay. I could at least see paying Tremaine Edmonds as a top five. Linebacker. I would not pay Ed Oliver as a top five linebacker. Like they just, I don't think he's lived up to anything, um, of his draft stock. The Bills have no defensive tackle signed through next season. Next season, they have zero defensive tackles on their roster. So, in saying that, could they sign Claus Campbell? Could he be somewhat of a defensive tackle along with edge rusher? Maybe um, that would help knock down this need. Of course, it would only be a one-year deal. They lost Jordan Phillips. Um, they only have Tim Settle, Ed Oliver, Daquan Jones, and, and Brandon. Eli Ancu, Brandon I think, Bryant a defensive also. tackle. So while the offensive, yeah, Brandon Bryant. So while the offensive line has gotten better interior-wise, and we're hoping that Spencer Brown takes another step. Which we don't know if he will or not. I can see offensive tackle. However, the Bills have no defensive tackles on their roster past the season, and I'm not even sure I'm in love with everyone besides Daquan Jones. Like at this point, I'm like, I only like Daquan Jones on that defensive line so far, and I don't really like anyone else. You could potentially get a guy in the first round that could beat out Ed Oliver, and then he becomes useless, or you could trade out Ed Oliver. So I'm going to put defensive tackle. As my biggest need, I think it's a need this season, and it's so, absolutely a need next season. A thing where you could get a first-round pick or a second-round pick or whatever, and so he could sounds be. Sounds like you're going. He could be in the out. defensive you're like, line rotation.
3: Talk about next year's needs at this point. I, I got defensive tackle at number five for me. I, I think they still have Oliver this year. They got Settle and Jones. I think I, I, my offensive argument for having the offensive line stays the same. I I want to help Josh Allen. Um, and then uh, I won't get into my number four yet, but um, I'm sticking with uh, offensive line.
1: You mean number four where you're going to look into 2024 also because they have perfect depth at for 2023? Maybe. We'll talk that about that after we get through this argument. Because <laughs> I know what you're going to say. Um, <laughs> I I'll, change, I'll, okay. change, I'll change. We'll talk about hypocrisy then.
3: <laughs>
1: you already know what I'm going to say. <laughs> so, Mike. <laughs> I know you too well, John. I uh, so I like I didn't like when Daquan Jones went out in the Bengals game. I didn't realize how reliant they were on him because they sucked up the middle. They were terrible whether it was Tim Settle or Ed Oliver or whoever was lining up in defensive tackle. They sucked. The, the, there was no pressure and the Bengals ran all over them through the middle. Draw play. Joe Mixon. Won't matter, ne- Joe Mixon. It was terrible. Possession
3: so they can run all they want. <laughs>
1: i i think i think you want something in in the cartridge for this season and i think you need next season and i think that they you're right defense maybe not seen as an important thing but you still have to have starters there you could still upgrade at a position and you actually get a guy that could penetrate and sack the quarterback on the interior like that'd be something the bills haven't had since kyle williams i feel Like, Ed Oliver's shown flashes in rare circumstances. So he just hasn't lived up to it. And I think that's a huge, huge hole in the defensive line. And sure, like, they have guys. They have people there. I mean, you could argue that Ed Oliver is the Spencer Brown of the defensive tackle. Like, they have a guy there, but you could absolutely upgrade. So I think defensive tackle. I think they need it now, and they absolutely need it later. So, Mike, bias aside. What bias do you think I have? To agree with everything that John says.
2: Do you want a rebuttal option? <laughs>
1: <laughs> sounds like I need. Sounds like I need a rebuttal <laughs> now. No.
2: I think if you don't help Ellen now, you there won't be a later, right? Like I think we're of one mind. If we think about it, like defense is a little bit easier to plug and play. Can we we agree on that? I think I think we're of the same mind in that respect, and uh, I just like to see. Kind of go, piggybacking off what John said previously, um, use some picks on offense and finally solidify the line. You're a smart man, Mike.
1: <laughs> well, I'm taking a lot of L's today. So, <laughs> anyway, um, so when you say that, I just want to make sure do you do you just say offensive line in general, John, or Mike, or is it like should we focus on like right tackle, like I just mentioned, Spencer Brown being subpar? Like or is it a guy that could do tackle and guard? Like John, when you when you envision this, like just in general, you want to upgrade to the best possible. Like, could it be a center? Like, would you take a center in the first round? Like, if you thought it would be better, um, or like what what areas are you looking for? Because this determines how we look at the draft prospects for um, episodes going on. I'd
3: probably be looking at tackle in the future um, because it would also if. You end up needing guard, or or let's say this guy doesn't end up draft prospect A doesn't end up working out at tackle. It's easier to convert to guard than trying to have somebody who's played mostly guard to tackle. That's not to say I wouldn't take a guard either, um, especially if they have center experience. But um,
1: yeah, okay. Because I, I, so we're not ruling out the option for guard, but we're not focusing on that specifically is like, there's some really good guard prospects that can't be moved to tackle, but maybe some tackle prospects that can be moved to guard. Right. Or so you can I just the like that ability tackle, to, right? to do that you said. I mean, geez, <laughs> that wouldn't be the worst thing either. And that's not even to say that you couldn't potentially, as weird as it sounds, potentially upgrade Deion Dawkins. I mean, we don't think about that. But, I mean, there's possible that they could draft a guy and he could eventually be better than him. You never know.
0: Um, so I like that one. So... Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Uh,
1: so right now we have wide receiver, number one, middle linebacker, number two, potentially other linebacker, but mostly middle linebacker, number two. Number three, offensive lineman, specifically like right tackle, maybe some guard experience guy that you can move in like Cody Ford. Like that was a guy that they drafted thinking he could be a right tackle. Okay. We're case scenario. We'll move him into guard, I guess. And he was terrible at both, but that's another, it's <laughs> another topic for another time. Uh, number four, John, since you've won them all so far, why don't I just give you, I won't even give you mine. Um, what do you have for well, yours? Is next, your next one is your next, tackle your next
3: regardless. Game. Right. Um, but I, I think, I think I have safety in that. Maybe. Maybe I'll switch it up. Um, let me tell you why. Um, so we mentioned, you know, at defensive tackle, we have Oliver, Settle, and, and Jones are the, the, the top three. At safety, you have Poyer, Hyde, and Hamlin. Now, out of all six of those names, two of them have had injury-related stuff happen, um, and they're both safeties, um, Poyer and Hamlin. Um, so that that's why I, I gave safety the edge over defensive tackle, not just because you know Poirier and Hyde might not be back next year, like you're anticipating me saying. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's all I got. Not, Why are you thinking uh, that far away? I'm We're thinking, thinking about I, 2023, th- think John, injury, John. Why are you thinking about uh, 2024? At safety is what um, has me have them above defensive tackling.
1: What I'll say to that is, I see your point, but the at least the Bills have two all pros at safety when they're healthy. The Bills have no all pros at defensive tackle, and they could definitely use more talent up there. Like, if you draft a guy in the first round, let's say, or the second round or third round, the odds of him ever getting a chance to start over Poirier and Hyde is almost unheard of. He could be depth to eventually start over them, or if there's an injury, sure. But, like, you could draft a guy at defensive tackle that would start over even Daquan Jones, as much as we love him, or Ed Oliver. Like, this might be the sign... Signal. They could trade Ed Oliver tomorrow, and no one, it doesn't sound like anyone in Bill's Mafia would be worried, but I think that's possible. So, Mike, I already gave my defensive tackle argument. So, defensive tackle or safety, which one do you think is a bigger need out of those two?
2: Defensive tackle.
1: I feel like you just gave me one just to. That's, that's okay. I'll take that. I'll take it any that's way I can, they're... to be quite honest. Uh,. <laughs> <laughs> So John, after that, I mean, so those are our top five needs: defensive tackle. Because I have safety, I have safety next, John. I like, I like that one as well. I was not going to make an argument for you, of course, but I like the safety. So, so then we have defensive tackle, safety, four, five. Is there another one that you want to add before we? Uh, yeah, I before had, we I, head out of here, I had two others on our list for biggest needs. Um,
3: one being defensive end. Okay. Uh, um, I mean, they've they're defensive a line. One. Like they have all this. First and second round investments that have not panned out—it's um, kind of frustrating. But um, especially with the Von Miller injury too, you yep. know. And it's not like you see Gregory Rousseau getting like you know double digit sacks either. So um, they got a lot of they got they got a lot of guys. Ba- Basham, Epinesa, so when you like, say I... got all these guys, but it's just not—I don't know. <laughs>
1: When you say, so like, I love defensive end. That's actually my next one as well. But I think when I think of defensive end specifically is exactly what you said. Pass rush. I don't care if he's a pass rush specialist. Like, they can get a guy in the third round that all he does is pass or rush the passer. Like, maybe he does not good at defending the run like Greg Rousseau or AJ Menes or whatever. Like, I just want a guy that can get to the freaking quarterback. I think that's what the Bills are really missing. And you draft a guy like that, and that's specifically the guy I want. We've kind of gone back and forth with like you know certain positions, like you know like offensive line. Where which offensive line? Okay, okay. But this guy, if they draft a defensive end, I just want him to get after quarterback. I want him to be one of the best at that. And I don't care if he stinks at rundowns or whatever. He can't contain the edge. It's not ideal, but whatever. Like we want a guy that we can throw in a third and long and can create some pressure. Yep. So what do you have as your next one after that cuz I think we used to have like running back tight end um and I and I yeah, think running backs off the list is a tight end is that your last not one Not that they really used the tight end that much anyway. <laughs> no but if they drafted one I I'm not a, I'm not opposed to that this this might John this might work into what you said about wide receiver though Like if they took a tight end in the first round all of a sudden you give them another pass catcher like that's a weapon right sure. like that's almost upgrading the wide receiver position or at least pass-catching group. So I like that one. Is it an absolute huge need? Not, you know, face value, but maybe you get a guy that's basically just a big slot receiver, you know, on passing down. So I like that one. Those are good. Those are our top seven needs for those following at home. Wide receiver, number one. Middle linebacker, number two. Offensive line at number three. and We, we were kind of alluding to right tackle guard, but, you know, potentially someone to challenge Spencer Brown. Number four, defensive tackle number five safety number six defensive end and number seven tight end so we're gonna come up with a list of prospects for you guys to look for next week uh, we're gonna go over maybe a couple at each position and tell you why we like them <coughs> just give you a quick overview so when we start doing mock drafts you can see why we start pointing to some of these guys or, or what we're looking for and uh, and go from there so that's kind of the playbook so far so anyone else have any did I miss anything um, any final thoughts before we uh, before we end this uh, free agency recap of week two and uh, an updated uh, big board of needs.
2: I could talk about something non-bills related. We'll just cut it out after. No. That's... <laughs> so we're, we're on vacation, <laughs> and there's a toilet. <laughs> and it leaks a little bit, like uh, where the toilet meets the ground.
1: Wait, is this in an Airbnb, or is this your own house, or where is it?
2: Uh Airbnb okay okay um very leak isn't the right word but like where the base meets the floor Mm -hmm. um so leaks a little bit so you can just put like a paper towel down you know to like get the water but eventually it'll be totally wet (laughs) (coughs) um so we're talking about that and (laughs) and i said like yeah it's not a big deal but my pants will get, <laughs> get wet and uh, I'm trying to think of a fake name. We'll say Jessica. Let's use beep that out. What's a good fake name? <laughs> uh, Let's all think of a fake Michaela. name. Say Michaela. Michaela. <laughs> no, like you know, like... I love that name. <laughs> <laughs> well, is
1: she the heroine of this story or is she the, is she the person that you're, you're <laughs> feuding with? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no just the person i'm with so we'll say uh john what's a good name what's ursula shannon how about that shannon okay <clears throat> and I, love so
1: shannon. She, <laughs> I love shannon what i love shannon every shannon i've ever met i loved That's <laughs> cake. <Just kidding. laughs> go ahead i don't
2: give a crap um so to to reset the story right i'm like i i uh i don't want my pants to get wet and she's like, why would your pants get wet? Like, if I ha- have to use the bathroom, like, you your pull your pants down. And she's like, what? You would just leave them up by your knees. I'm like, no, you don't. You put them down by your shoes or feet,
1: right? <laughs> no? Are you asking us a question? Yeah, now, like, is like, what do you guys do? <laughs> when I drop trowel? You, pro- you take probably a... take well, your you pants don't want to off. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't,
0: I fold totally them up dis- over the shower and curtain. Hang them up. Yeah, <laughs> um, I
1: so maintain, is-
2: like, if you're going into, if you're in an office environment, you see people's like pants are not like. <clears throat> so she would say, like, if you were looking under a stall, you wouldn't be able to tell anyone was like their pants were lowered. Whereas I would say, like, your pants are like dropped and then you're, what's keeping them up is like your shoes and them.
1: Does that make sense? I feel like we're going to learn a lot about each other in this episode. <laughs> like mm-hmm. These sorts of habits. I feel like Am I really explaining it correctly? Person. You
2: understand is the imagery there?
1: I just have to decide if I'm going to agree with you just so that you don't think I'm weird. I was for waiting for Nate I to do, respond first or, before I no. respond. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, you wanted to see. Is Nate going to go the same girl, way I go? Maybe is it's it gonna... a girl
2: versus guy thing. Maybe so. Women keep like their pants up at their knees, and guys.
1: Uh yes. I feel like that is the case. Now that I think about my wife, I, <laughs> I've walked in, I've stumbled in. Um, so I don't. I do what you say, Mike. I drop them down <laughs> to the to the floor. It's even in the
2: name, like you said, dropping trowel.
1: Dropping trowel. That's what I meant. Just trowel. Just a, a clever clever pun i meant drop crowd like that's what i think that means Mm. i think (laughs) i've only heard my dad say that so it's only like a reference from the 1960s but um yeah i that's what i do um but women are different man like women like when you go into a public restroom
2: you hover right
1: well i don't think I do. I just check to make not sure it's you. clean. I mean, yeah. Women women hover. Like, I do make sure that it's not wet. Because <laughs> <laughs> you, <can't, clears throat> you, you can't trust men to, like, you know, lift up the seat, even though, you know, like, it's just <laughs> for them to not spray it everywhere. So, yeah, it's, I, uh, but I don't, I've never hovered. No. Um, but women do that, too. So I could see that being a different thing of, like, men and women yeah, potentially. I agree with you, yes. John. Same. John's like whatever you guys say. John does something completely
2: different. He doesn't, won't admit to.
1: John's like I take my shirt off and my pants off when I go to the bathroom. <laughs> it's really me. crazy. <laughs> like, like when my son goes, like because he's young, you know, have to teach him. Like, you know, the, the kids thing is like sometimes I've I've seen kid, little kids you know when they're learning they'd like they take off their pants which is always hilarious to think that like but like in a public place like i remember like my wife's nephews are like no no, no no don't do that don't do that like you're in a public place but like my son i'll even have to tell him like hey when you're in a public place like in a urinal even like don't drop your pants to the ground like keep them hovered like around you know wait what <laughs> thighs <laughs> mm. you know thighs or whatever so you don't have to like bend yeah. all the way down to pick them up you like you don't you know it's it's a different, hmm. yeah. If I'm taking you to a Bills game, you're definitely not going to the urinal and just letting it drop. Like, your pants will be wet hmm. <laughs> next to that trough. So, uh, yeah, yeah. That's You're not crazy. Okay. Good
2: to know. Thank you.
1: Of course, we might be the only three people like this out True. there. Everyone else just, I'm sure there are times where I only go thigh, maybe. Maybe? Maybe you should do a so poll. You do a poll on Twitter. You know, this is a, a, a live Twitter poll right now. We we do that sometimes. We do that sometimes. Um, I don't know how I would word that correctly, but I the only let reason me ask it's funny. Chat GBT. Okay. <laughs> the AI chat will let us know what what it does. <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> no, how to word it? Oh, how to word it? Okay, that's okay. I don't know if I want to use the uh, bills of uh, circling the wagons official Twitter account to do that. The only reason, so I'll say that I had Says... to think about it because I honestly don't know what I do. Do men
2: really let their pants touch the ground when sitting? Why would you drop your pants onto the ground? I prefer the the pants-to-the-knees method for jeans and the pull-one-out-leg method for... Wait,
1: what? Pull-one-leg-out? Wow, GPT just (laughs) blowing my mind over here. Is there an advantage to just pulling one leg out?
2: (laughs) I take them off and leave them at my desk. (laughs) That's John's.
1: Could you imagine pulling one leg off? You, like, undo your shoe with one, like, the other foot, take the sock off. Or you don't need to take the sock off. Then just pull one leg through. <laughs> hmm. I did not know where your story was headed. I thought there was going to be a thing where you had to, like, replace the toilet or there was you went a completely different. So I'll say the only reason I know that, because if I'm ever on my phone while well, I'm on the toilet, which is probably 90% of the time, like, I do this thing where I set it down in my pants and... Wait. And whatever when you say while in I,
2: your pants, you mean inside your underwear?
1: Yeah, yeah. Just set it down. Like I'll the set phone you give to me sometimes, <laughs> to, like <look> stuff. <laughs> <up>? <laughs> well, what? I, I mean, I'm not that dirty. Like, uh, I'm a the phone I used to
2: call my mother with.
1: <laughs> so I'll like set it down while I go to because I don't want to put it in my pocket. <laughs> this is what I'm scared of because I've had this happen oh, once or twice over the years. Yeah. Is I put it in my pocket and then as I pull up my pants. Like, to get Drops off, like, it's toilet? come to, it's come out oh. and fallen on the floor. My biggest fear <laughs> in life is it falling out and, like, going backwards somehow, or I knock it off, like, the toilet reel or whatever, and it just, mm. like, falls into the toilet, and I'm just like, I'm not getting it. You know, so it's mm. stuck in there. So I set it down, like, there. I do what like I have a to do. Pouch. Like a little like p- a like, pouch. Like <laughs> a kangaroo <laughs> pouch. Like, I'm a marsupial, <laughs> and my iPhone is my, you know, yeah. Joey. My young. Yeah, my <laughs> Rue. <Roo>. So, <laughs> yeah. That's what I do. That's the only reason I know that I do that. I work. John maybe I'll heads. try doing Will it way. with the other one.
3: Jeez. problems like was if you weren't hot. rocking cargo hold of my stuff.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I get the utility. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't believe you wear them out in public. Cargo shorts, however, huge fan of. I just I haven't worn cargo pants since I was in high school, I think. Maybe college? Eh. They'll be back. Oh, they're back, back, baby. Again. John's bringing them back. They will be back. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just drop my phone once in the toilet, just now being, you know, and I'll just be like, I wish I just wore cargo pants to work. I would avoid all of this. Isn't that your biggest fear, though, when you're going to the bathroom? Is that you'll...
2: I do the pouch thing
1: too. <laughs> you son of a you made me feel like I'm the only one that, that, that I learned it from watching it. you, all right. <laughs> uh that's a good way to end this podcast on a super serious note. So appreciate that. Mike uh again this episode is brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at DeLago. One of the cleanest bathrooms I've ever been in, so you're probably safe there as well. Just make sure you stick the toilet or the the phone in the pouch. And uh, do women do they not have the pouch? Do women have the pouch that they they apparently don't? They have to set it down. Like you just have to hope there's a a table or something next to you. while you got your phone. you know women are on their phone too? It's not just us. But yeah, biggest biggest fear. You'd have a
2: pouch if you were wearing pants. Anyone would have a pouch,
1: right? Yeah, I feel like men's underwear is slightly different, though. There's a little bit more pouch area down there mm-hmm. to like to like carry something. Like it's basically like wall to wall pouch for me, like a sack, a sack. <laughs> 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 yes, sack slash holder. Um, yeah. So anyway, DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago, uh, our sponsor for this episode and every episode of the Circling the Wagons podcast. Thank you guys all for listening. Um, Go over it, let us know about our top seven needs If you agree, disagree What you think, because next week when we start doing draft Prospects, it'd be good to get some uh, Feedback if you have any, if not you agree With it, and we'll just keep going from there So signing off, for John Love you guys, go Bills For Mike, go Bills And for me, Nate Keep that pouch nice and dry and clean And we'll talk to you guys Go Bills, we'll talk to you guys again next week